He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Who are we targeting? Just like any other business, who is our audience? What's our competitive advantage? What can we offer uh, in, in our experience that other people can't, right? And we have to think about how do we communicate with our audience? How do we, how, how can we communicate to that audience through our listing? You know, what kind of photos, what kind of captions, what kind of description, what's the title? Um, all those things we have to think about now in order to do really, really well. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. What's up, all my Slick Talkers? You are about to listen to the Vacation Rental Mastermind series. I have sat down with some of the biggest experts in the vacation rental space all over the globe, and we created a 10-episode series where we dive in from how to be a host, how to maximize your property, how to manage a property from big management companies as well as technology and fraud protection for your guests and for yourself as a host and an owner slash investor. So tune in every week for the next 10 weeks to enjoy the Vacation Rental Mastermind series on Slick Talk and check out every single guest that's going to be on the show on all social media platforms. I see you checking into that property for four when you really have eight. You must be fun, popular, cool. I can tell you know it's wrong, but yet you still play music outside at an oddly loud level. You couldn't bear the thought of your friends not having a good time. Sure, you can get in trouble, but look at them. They're having fun, but now you've made me do it. I have to sit and watch my property, your friends. You. Hold up, things are getting a little out of hand here. Your guests deserve to have privacy and you deserve to have a life, while resting easy knowing that your property is safe. If you ever wonder how you can protect your property while you're away, it's actually quite simple. NoiseAware is the only privacy safe noise monitoring solution built to protect your property both inside and outside. NoiseAware will only alert you for continuous noise that exceeds the thresholds that you select. So no longer are you getting alerts for a drop plate, a sneeze, or the lawn being mowed. That would just be annoying. With NoiseAware, you have control and your guests have their privacy. No need to become a PI once your guests check in. I'm Will Slickers, the host of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, and the lovely folks at NoiseAware and myself have teamed up to make sure that all hosts and managers are protecting their property while protecting their guests' safety and privacy. So visit them at noiseaware.com and use the promo code SLICKTALK at your checkout for 15% off of the sensors. That is noiseaware, N-O-I-S-E-A-W-A-R-E.com and use the promo code SLICKTALK for 15% off your sensors. That's noiseaware, the party prevention solution. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I got started with Airbnb in 2012. Um, for me, it was more, it was kind of out, out of necessity. I was, uh, I had an apartment in Amsterdam that I was 
renting out long term, um, but I wasn't happy with the the way that was going. Um, for number one, I couldn't access my own apartment. Number two, in Holland, it's very hard to get people out of your house if you want to regain control of it. And then number three, you know, it was it just wasn't really giving me a good return on investments. Uh, and so I heard I'd heard about Airbnb. I'd stayed with an Airbnb host back in the day um, as I, I quit my job in 2010. So I was kind of traveling around the world and looking for a way to support myself. And and I thought, you know what, let's uh, let's give it a try. Let's try Airbnb. It was back then it was considered this kind of this new thing, although vacation rentals have been around for for as long as, you know, have people have been building houses, I guess. Um, but uh, but Airbnb made it uh, so much more accessible, I think, for uh, for a lot of people. And so I uh, yeah, I jumped on the opportunity, uh, started listing my uh, my two bedroom apartment in in Amsterdam, and it uh, it just kind of took off. What were the learning curves that you had with that? Obviously, I'm going to assume you know um, right out the gate, you know this was such a new thing that uh, you didn't have all the tips and tricks that you quite have now. So um, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so back then there was absolutely no information. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm the type of person that kind of likes to do things and not really prepare for it and then just kind of learn along the way. Um, so I literally just went on Airbnb and just listed it and uh, – and I, you know, it's funny because I remember uh, when my first guest arrived, like I had no idea what I was getting into. So I was just, I was just at my apartment waiting for these people to arrive. There was three girls uh, from the U.S. and uh, and as soon as they arrived, um, within five minutes, uh, one of the girls asked for a hair dryer. And uh, you know, being a guy, I I I don't really, <laughs> I don't really dry my hair. Um, and so I was, that was like the first moment where I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I guess I have to think about what do my guests need, you know, what and, and, and what do I, what do they need, what I don't use, and maybe I should get those things. So I immediately ran to the shop and and, and got them a hairdryer. But uh, but yeah, it was a it was a it was a long learning curve, man, because you know, like I said, there was there was very little information. I had no experience in hospitality, and so. It was literally just kind of figuring everything out as as I as I went through the process, uh, but um, but I was very focused on optimizing this this business for several reasons. The biggest reason was, you know, I was dependent on I was depending on this income for to support myself essentially. Like I didn't have a job. I was I was in a phase where I was trying to become an entrepreneur, but um, you know as 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 is often the case, the first couple of things you try, it it's typically doesn't work, yeah. and so I wasn't really making any money. Um, so I really needed a source of income, and and so I was very dedicated to to really make the most of this of this Airbnb listing business. And so I uh, I was very very active trying to figure out you know how to optimize pricing and and how to optimize my listing, how to create a better experience for my guests. Um, and so I, you know, I'd, I'd say it took about six months or so for me to to really get up to speed on, you know, on what it takes to create an experience that people really love, and to, you know, getting the the five star reviews and the amazing reviews, and really finding that sweet spot in pricing where, you know, you're pricing according to demand, and uh, and you're really maximizing that profit. So uh, it took me a good uh, six months before I got a, really got the hang of it. 
yeah, no, definitely. I can only imagine, like, especially with the hair dryer story, that you know, that's something us, like you said, us guys don't really think about. Um, and, and I love the my the the thing I always like to say is that having the mindset because you know I come from the, the hotel background, so I always like to tell um, either newcomers or anybody that it's like you really got to think as if you're like a GM of a very small hotel. You know, you're you're operating something as a front desk as housekeeping like you got to think about what the guest sees online and all the other stuff that goes into it so you had that one property and now let's fast forward to um the podcast that you started as well as um you know the business that you've grown uh like i said you you really can tell that you um are the doer type you like to you know get all the information and do it yourself um just by looking at your website i can see that you know you have so much information and so many tools and resources online, um, not just through the podcast, but just, you know, like you have a legit tab on your website just for resources and good information that um, I think a lot of either new or experienced uh, hosts or managers or investors really can use. And so let's fast forward a little bit to, you know, from, from the period of, you know, getting the hang of your Airbnb business to, you know, the podcast and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. So um, after about a year, I started realizing that a lot of people were not aware of the incredible opportunity that Airbnb had opened up. Uh, I helped a bunch of my friends set up their listings. And, um, you know, it it just dawned on me that the sort of the system and the strategy that, that I sort of developed for my own unit was really working very well for other people as well. Uh, And so I helped a bunch of people and then you know, one day I, uh, I I was talking to one of my friends and I'd, I'd published a book before on traveling, which completely flopped. And the lesson that I learned from that was that you, if you want to write a book or if you want to become an authority on any sort of topic, that you want to you really start with a very small niche um, because you can't compete with the, the guys that are out there, have been out there for a long time. If you're if you're new to something, if you're targeting like a, a big audience or a big topic, you know. So, so I thought, hey, this 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 Airbnb thing, and now it's kind of funny to think about it this way. But, you know, back then it was like, why don't I choose this this tiny little niche that's called Airbnb that only the 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 diehard travelers know of, you know, nobody else have ever heard of this thing. Um, and so little did I know it was going to grow into this, you know, this whole phenomenon. But um, but yeah, back in the day, uh, I thought, you know, this is a nice little niche that I can dive into. And so I, you know, I published a, a book called uh, Get Paid for Your Pad. Um, that took off quite well on Amazon. And honestly, I, I started a podcast kind of for fun. Uh, I just thought it'd be fun to, you know, to chat to hosts uh, out of curiosity as well, because you know, I, I didn't know very many people that were doing this. And so I was also curious to just talk to some other hosts and see what they were doing. And so I thought if I'm going to talk to them, I might as well just record it and then publish it as a podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and, and the blog was really, really just started because I needed a place to, to kind of put the, the show notes. So, you know, it, it, it came all very organically. I never intended it as a business. Um, you know, my business was, was renting out my apartment and, and the podcast, the book and the blog, that was just something that I was doing for fun. I didn't never, I never really, uh, intended to it to be a business, but then, you know, with Airbnb growing so much and the, the niche and the industry is getting so much attention, 
and all the technology platforms that have showed up and, and all of that. Um, it's, you know, it's now turned into my business actually, uh, where, where, you know, I help people get better results and, you know, I have a, like you said, I have a run a mastermind and, and, a, and an online coaching program and everything. So that was never intended, but, um, you know, I'm not going to complain about it. I really enjoy what I'm doing. So, yeah, it's like, you're not, you know, you don't work a day in your life if you love what you do. Exactly. Well, th- exactly. That's 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 kind of how yeah. I feel. You know, like it's funny. I'm, I live with two uh, pilots in in a in a house in Barcelona, and and they spend a yeah. lot of time at home because they fly and then they come back and they stay for a week or something. And um, you know, they tell me that they they f- they think that I I work pretty hard. You know, they always ask me, "Man, you're always working," <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I, it doesn't really feel like work." You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's 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 something that I really very much enjoy. No, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, the the whole experience itself, you know, podcasting business, you know, <clears throat> helping people maximize and optimize, and you know, using the skill set that we have is is it. Yeah, you're right. I wake up and it's like, oh, what am I doing today? Okay, cool, we're doing this, and uh, it, it's really fun. So I, I totally agree. For the mastermind and kind of everything you've developed, because um, my like I understand my skill set. I am not a writer. Like that's not a gift of mine. Um, I'm okay and decent. I can I can type out a conversation with proper punctua- uh, punctuation and grammar and all the other stuff. But it's not my gift. It's not something I like to do. So when it comes to you know writing these classes and these courses and getting the raw material and all the other things like that, um, what is that process like for you? Because I can only imagine. Because like seeing online, this this class is no joke. For any listener right now, like this class is literally no joke. I've did some research on it, and uh, and you got some pretty pretty amazing guys and gals in the um, the space with you. That it really just shows. You know, you guys put a lot of work and effort into it. So, um, what is that side of things for you? You know, getting the material and all the experiences, all the tools, and everything onto paper into creating you know this master class that you guys have built. Yeah, you know it's. I, I think uh, I've never thought of myself as a writer or, or, or anything like that. Like when I uh, wrote my book, Get Paid for Your Pad, I, I literally just uh, just kind of brain dumped all, all my thoughts into paper. I would say the, the thing that comes kind of natural to me is, is, uh, is, is sort of like understanding um, the, the, the structure and the strategy and, and getting, having a bunch of information and putting it in a, in a, in a structured way. Um, so that people uh, easily understand it. I think that's something that I'm I'm pretty good at. But uh, I don't know if I'm specifically like a good writer or anything. But but it it's it's a learning process. Is 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 what I've realized. You know, um, you know, the, I've, uh, just like anything else, right? The the more you do it, um, the more experience you get with uh, with not only creating the content. Um, but also, you know, I get a lot of feedback on on the content that I create as well, and obviously, I can tell. Also, I look at my 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 traffic for my blog posts and everything, and and you know, so I so I notice like, hey, this this particular post is doing really well, and and I'm getting a lot of comments, a lot of feedback on it. So, it's I'd say like like anything else, it's a it's a learning process, and there's there's so many different ways that you can present content, and um, I mean, the, the, in the end, the goal is, you know, you, you have a bunch of information 
a knowledge that you want to transfer to another person, right? But that other person is in a different in, in a different spot than where, where you are because that person hasn't been exposed to this information or knowledge yet. And so the way that I always like to think about it is, you know, if this this person doesn't know anything about this topic, like what's the most digestible and easily understandable way for me to transfer this this information or this knowledge and so that's kind of like always the the mindset that i'm in when i'm when i'm creating content no that's great um i i think that's a good aspect of you know taking the the beginning stage and really finding out okay what's something that i know very well um and we we see this every day you know i know this topic very very well um this is something i live and breathe this is my bread and butter like i can literally do this with my eyes closed versus somebody who, when you when they hear what you're saying uh, to them, it's it's brand new. It's never been heard. It's never been, you know, learned or anything like that. So I think that's um, pretty important. Um, so really, what is you know the master class and everything that you know goes on? I I guess we would really want to. I want to do a deep dive on for the people that are listening to the series. You know, this is. You know, in the beginning, we've done a lot with new hosts, you know, how to start and how to list and how to, um, you know, even search for the right property or do, you know, do things like that. But really, um, you know, you've kind of gone to that stage where um, you're no longer a beginner. You've leveled up. You, you know, you're, a, you're, you're an expert in, in this side of the thing. So I guess really, you know, let's take a deep dive into the master class and, you know, some maybe tips and tricks or lessons or just stories that you have. Um, involving you know people, turn, you know starting out from the beginning where you were to to uh, the big stage they are now. Yeah, absolutely. So our uh, you know our our masterclass or our academy, short term rental profit academy, as we call it, is is really uh, geared towards people who want to go beyond one listing and want to either manage multiple units or invest in multiple units or do the rental arbitrage thing. But I'd say the the main thing is that we, you know, as, as you, if you want to enter this business now, like you got to understand where we are, you know, in the industry, right? So yeah. when I started back in 2012, there was very little knowledge, there was very little education, um, and you know, it's funny what you mentioned. You you were talking about the, you know, you have a hotel management background. Yeah. So if you look at a small, even a small hotel. There's a lot of different things that needs to be done, right? There's the reception, there's the concierge, there's the 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 admin, the price. You know, you need to set the prices, inventory. You need to manage like the the linens, the cleaning. You know, there's there's so many different things that need to be done. And, and there's a, there's a there's a, an expert, there's a person in the hotel that takes care of a specific task, right? And the person that manages it probably has been to hotel management school or, you know, there's a lot of education for people who want to rent hotels. But if you're if you're running a bunch of Airbnbs or short-term rentals, whatever whatever platforms you're using, there's no real there's no degree that you can get. There's no there's no real education that exists. Um, I mean, now they're they're starting to, you know, th there's some education now, but back in the day there wasn't. And so as a result, you know, the industry is very new and people w didn't really know what they were doing. And, you know, demand was, was growing very, very fast. And so, you know, you used to be able to, in a reasonable market, you could pretty much put any sort of accommodation on on these platforms and 
uh, you could do really, really well if you were just doing a little bit better than the average, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now that's, I mean, I'm seeing this over and over because I, you know, I, I look at a lot of listings because not only do I do a lot of cons- uh, consultancy calls with hosts, but also a lot of people email me. And so I, I get those stories every, every day, every single day. And, you know, what I see is that you can't do it that way anymore. Like when, you, when you're in the business now, it's it's mature. People know what they're doing. You know, the standard has gone up. The guests are expecting a higher standard as well because as hosts start started to professionalize, um, you know, the, the, the standards went up. And, and so now the guests are expecting more, right? So back in the day in 2011, when I first stayed at an Airbnb, I mean, my expectations were, you know, if, if there's somebody who's going to open the door and if there's a, you know, if there's a place to sleep and if there's Wi-Fi, man, that's, uh, I'm, I'm happy, yeah. you know, whereas, whereas now when people check into an Airbnb, they expect that everything's there, right? It's, they don't no longer expect this like, you know, air mattress or, or, you know, they know, ex- they no longer expect that, you know, they're, they're getting access to somebody's home and they just have to kind of deal with whatever that home looks like, whatever that person, you know, whatever, yeah, the person, the way that that person likes to live, you kind of have to adapt as the guest. Whereas now people are like expecting this, this kind of high level service. Um, and, and that's something that we as hosts have to adapt to. Right. So, so right now, I think if you getting into the business, you really have to educate yourself. You really have to, you have to give it 110%. You have to do everything right. You have to, in the way you create your listing, right? The way you um, cultivate the experience, right? It's, I, I like to say it's no longer renting out a space. It's creating an experience. Um, just like just like hotels try to create experiences, right? And the hotels yeah. that are doing really well are very good at creating those experiences. And 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 that's the same way that direction we are going in in the short term rental industry as well. Where now we have to not just provide a space, we have to think about who are we targeting. Just like any other business, who is our audience? What's our competitive advantage? What can we offer uh, in in our experience that other people can't, right? And we have to think about how do we communicate with our audience? How do we, how how can we communicate to that audience through our listing? You know, what kind of photos, what kind of captions, what kind of description, what's the title? Um, all those things we have to think about now in order to do really, really well. And and so there's still a lot of opportunity, um, but you know it's it it does take it takes more effort it takes more knowledge it takes more education um and and more creativity in order to do well just like just like in any other business right because if i were if i were to tell you today um will that i am going to start a bakery and i have no experience baking bread um i don't know anybody who's in that business uh i just randomly just open it up and see you know see let's see how it goes then you would probably tell me I'm crazy. But I mean, that's what a lot of people do with, with the short-term rental business, right? They People have a space and they're like, all right, let's 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 just list it and let's go. Um, and so that has worked for a long time. But right now, it's, it's especially in the developed markets, it's it's very, very difficult uh, to, to compete with all the people that have the reputation, that have the reviews and everything. Um, it's really hard to compete as a beginner now. So... There's still opportunity, but you really have to kind of 
you know, really view it as a business, as a professional business, um, like any other business, if that makes sense. No, I, I totally agree. And I think the statement that you said earlier, um, you know, the threshold in the beginning was very low. And, you know, you, anybody can enter anyway, can just throw on a listing, room to rent or, you know, a spare apartment or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I, and I like to use for an example, when I first started my chauffeur and event company out in, in Spokane, Washington, um, I also was on Uber, but I was one of the first people on Uber in the city um, just because it was so new to that area and just got approved and all the other you know things when um, Uber was really starting to become, you know, the big thing, like it was huge. And uh, most drivers, when they first started, and I like to use an example, just like you were saying, Airbnb, is that people just think they can get in their car, let it be a mess and, you know, do whatever or, you know, play whatever music or, you know, it just would just be, you know, whatever. They're just going to pick you up, drop you off. Well, I was one of the few that actually took the experience and put on a suit and tie, had snacks, had water bottles, had every phone charger you could think of, um, had ibuprofen, Tic Tacs had throw up bags for those who were partying the night that night or, you know, all the certain stuff. I even had my hotspot Wi-Fi on for long trips. So if anybody wanted to get some business or work done, they could use my Wi-Fi. Like you, you have to create that experience, right? You go above and beyond and then, you know, all the reviews come in and you become one of the, the quote unquote, you know, top rated in, in the city. Well, it's kind of the same thing with, you know, Airbnb, vacation rentals, whatever platform, like you said. Um, I think, you know, for my parents when they when they got on Airbnb and you know through their apartment, um, I don't I think just hospitality itself was a natural thing for them. So they you know definitely took the extra time and and thought into creating their their property. Um, but most people really just like you said throw it on throw it on there and you know hope it does well. And I love that now at the point um, you know there's a lot of things that go into where we are today in the industry with fraud and you know, all the other things that go, you know, scams on properties and all this other crazy stuff that goes into it. But I think now that the threshold is higher, the standard is higher, um, it really does, you know, make, I would say, I don't know, tell me if you agree or disagree, but now that the, the industry standard has been raised, the threshold is higher um, to in, in order to succeed, right? Most people that get into Airbnb or short-term rental, uh, really want to, there's a couple of different reasons, just like you, when you first started, you know, the, the income, the creativity, more entrepreneurial, all this other stuff. I believe that, you know, now that the standard has been raised that, um, the, the, you know, there's a lot more at stake. There's a lot more, uh, share or stakeholders in, involved when you're creating this business and you're becoming standard. Um, now it creates maybe less so competition. Well, yeah, I think it, there's definitely it's definitely going to be the case that a lot of people are going to try it and they're going to quit very quickly. Um, I see this I see this all the time because I get the emails from the people that um, that don't make uh, don't get their business up and running, right? So I get a lot of emails from people saying like, "Hey, uh, I tried Airbnb. I've been on for two months. I hardly get any bookings. I don't think it's going to work in my area. Like, what you know? Do you have any advice?" And then you know, I'll look at the listing and. Then, you know, it, it's immediately clear to me that, you know, that, that they haven't really, they haven't really like uh, educated themselves. And, and so, yes, I think there's, there's, there's going to be fewer people entering the space. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's going to, 
bring the competition down because I think what's going to happen is that fewer hosts are going to manage more more units if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so you you can already see that there's companies like Lyric and Sonder that have like uh, thousands of units and really creating a brand. Um, you know what we see with the with our uh, legends, uh, our SCR legends uh, mastermind, which is for people that have over fifty units. Um, you know, I, we, we're seeing that these, the people that are doing well, they're looking to expand. So they're looking to, you know, buy out other property managers um, and, and they're looking to take over units. And so I think, uh, I think the, the competition is, there's not as many people entering maybe the space or you don't have to worry too much about the people that don't know what they're doing or entering the space. But at the same time, the people that are in the space are, I'm getting more professional, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but I mean, for me, what I think is is exciting about this development is that, you know, it pushes everybody to be better, right? It's like, the I, I like to think of it as a rising tide lifts all the boats. Um, and so, you know, if, if, if the bar is higher, then it, it pushes you to be creative, to think outside of the box and to, you know, to go the extra mile and, and, and to up your own game. And, and that's, what's, that's what's exciting to me, that now you really have to, you know, think about, like, like we discussed before, you have to think about the audience, that, the people that you're targeting. You have to think about, like, how are you going to brand yourself um, as, you know, with your, with your property. And, and that's all really exciting because, you know, back in 2012, when I put my, my place on Airbnb, I mean, it took off in such a way that I wasn't thinking about any of these things. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, I wasn't thinking about like, Hey, how can I optimize and streamline my communications? Cause I didn't have a reason to, cause you know, I, I was doing really well. So um, I think the great thing about this whole trend is just that it, uh, it just pushes people to, you know, to, to do a better job and to get creative. And, and that's where, that's where um, you know we can learn and we can grow and we can make progress as 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 an industry. So I think that's the exciting part. Um, as a you know, as an educator and as a you know person that's been in the game for a long time, have you seen that now that there's more education in you know in the space, uh, more more knowledge and like you said, people are getting better, they're evolving, they're becoming more professional. Um, how has that been beneficial or non-beneficial to you and to what you do? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've definitely seen, you know, like if you go on, uh, you go on Amazon right now and you, you search for Airbnb, you, you, you'll probably find like a couple hundred books. Um, you know, there's all these courses out there. There's tons of blogs. And I, and I think in general, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of good information out there. Uh, and I see it as a good thing um, because, again, like I like to think of things as, you know, as a, as a rising tide that's lift all boats. Um, and so I, I welcome, you know, all the education in the space. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's I think it's really good. And, and at the same time, the other thing that I like about it is, is that I get to learn from some other people as well. Right. So like when I started, the, there were very few people in the space. And so then, you know, I, I kind of had to like my, all my content and everything. I kind of had to, you know, the develop everything myself. But now, now there's people that, that I can find inspiration where I can find inspiration as well. There's lots of people that are producing really good content. And so I can go around and read some, you know, some, some other ideas that other people have and, uh, and get inspired by that. So 
yeah, I've, I just think it's a great thing. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think that for, you know, just like a, a side note or just a you know random thing is just that the, the coolest thing I've seen and experienced in hospitality, um, like I said, hotels and restaurants is my main background. And I've always loved the, you know, the special moments, the, the, the guest experience, the team growth, all that stuff that goes into it, right? Um, but what I've noticed a lot and like extremely a lot it's been insane, especially with this project, with the Mastermind series, and just everything that you know has been going on. Is that people in the vacation rental space? I don't know what it is about everybody, you know, and that's in the short-term rental side of hospitality, but super friendly, like above and beyond friendly. Just insane amount of support, and um, you know, I guess mentorship. There's so much that goes in. Like uh, I'll use Matt Land. You know, he's been, he was the first episode on the series and just from, from the day we, you know, linked up just super friendly just like everybody else in the series and through, throughout the, you know, the time of this whole mastermind thing is just that I don't think that I've experienced anything quite like it. It's a different side of the hospitality sphere that I've, I've known. So I think it's just really unique in the, the community as a whole, um, is really becoming like you said, it's just evolving. People are getting better and you know more professional, and um, it's really unique. And I think so. A lot of the people that are listening, um, you know, just the I I really think my biggest advice or like takeaway from the whole experience is that just go in with an open mindset, and you'll be blown away really on what um, what really happens with with people and with how you are in the industry. Um, and I'm pretty sure you can attest to the same thing, Jasper, is just the the overall like realness and just, you know, hospitable uh, spirit and just everything that goes into it is, is really unique here. Um, I don't know why it's a little bit more vacation rental side than, you know, hotels and everything that I've come from, but I've just experienced a lot more, um, a lot more of a community in the sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think it, I think it's it's a it's it's kind of um, a result of just the the industry being being kind of new, um, but also it's you know it's a sharing economy, right? Yeah. And so the people that are getting into the into the space, um, they already have some sort of affinity with with the concept of sharing, and so and you know this is something that uh, we we see very much in our. Uh, in our mastermind, right? Uh, the SDR Legends Mastermind what, that we started, like because the first one we did in Puerto Rico in June, um, we were thinking, you know, how do we help people that run like 50, 100 listings? You know, I, w- I would get emails from these people asking for advice and I'd be like, well, I don't have 550 units. You know, right. I don't know how to give you advice. And so what I first, the first thing I did is I, I would get people on a Zoom call you know, because I, I have those people in my community, so I thought, okay, I'll get five people that run these big businesses on the on the Zoom call, and let's have them chat to to each other, and I'll just sit there and listen. And uh, and then I thought, well, what if we can bring those people in the same place? But my concern was, you know, are they, do these people really want to share their secrets with yeah. each other? Um, and, and so that was really the the biggest question I had. And, and so when we had our first event and we saw how open everybody was and the, you know, even like people that were in the same market, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we had we had a few people who were in the same market, and they were not holding back at all. You know, yeah. they were really they came, really came in with a giving mindset of like, hey, how do how can I contribute as much as possible to this event? How can I help the other people? And um, and that's an that was an incredible uh, thing to see. And and so I think uh, just the industry being uh, being kind of uh, non, not new because you know obviously it's been around forever, but. But you know, it's 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 definitely become more accessible, and it's 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 expanded a lot because of Airbnb. It's been more, it's been accessible uh, to a lot more people because of Airbnb. And so, you know, it is it is sort in a way, it's kind of like not new, but it's a uh, you know somewhat new. I don't know how to how to word it exactly, but uh, but you get you get the idea. But then the other thing is, you know, people. Um, people that go into Airbnb originally, like the, they, you know, they like to share, you know, they have that mindset. So, so I, I agree with you, man. Like it's a, it's a, it's an amazing industry to be in. It's a, it's incredible. And I, I imagine you have a hotel background. Um, I, I don't know what it's like, you know, with, with hotels, but I get a feeling from, you know, from what I see, I get a feeling that in the hotel industry, it's a bit more, uh, you know, the, the hotels are a bit more hostile and a bit more uh, competitive and, and all of that towards each other and, and towards the short-term rental industry as well. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I truly discovered hospitality. You know, I've always loved people. Um, I come from a big family, so I'm a very social person. Um, but taking into the sense of hospitality and taking care of people and, you know, going above and beyond and, you know, being selfless uh, in a lot of ways, um, hotels really open that up to me. And so, I, I totally agree, though. Uh, my number one statement that I've said on the podcast and in in conversations that hotels are always not always, but they have been and for a very long time been the the slowest to adapt when it comes to tech and into um, you know other I guess like you said a share economy. Um, it's very it's very competitive in a lot of you know a lot of ways. You got independent brands, um, and then you have the big name brands, of course, like Marriott and Hilton and IHG and you know etc. Um, and it, it is a it's a competitive market because there's so many brands and obviously they've been around for so long. But um, I I think you know the more I, I couldn't agree more with the statement that you said. You know the, the share economy people are so open into giving away their secrets into teaching because you're right. We when you start out in this industry you are sharing an asset. You are sharing. A space of your own, whether it was a room or you know a, a place that you owned and had had an investment in, it's really such a share economy. And I think you know with the my my opinion and my kind of prediction of just where the you know the future of the industry is is that you know hotels, restaurants, vacation rentals, you know the the share economy is really what's going to make or break you know a lot of businesses in the space because you know we are. You know, we have lower salaries, and then of course the awareness and image problem in hospitality. As most you know, people my age, um, you know, millennials, quote unquote, or like Gen Z or whatever, are not seeing hospitality as a industry for them. Or you know, they you know, I think uh, on an episode we talked about, um, not in the series, but a previous episode on the show that we talked about, forty percent of people in my generation don't even know other people that work in the hospitality space. And so, you know, the, uh, with, you know, with all sorts of certain factors that go into the hospitality side of, you know, the whole industry is just that 
um, the share economy is going to be key. It's going to be huge into you know the future of where we go. And that's kind of my two cents on you know the hotel side of things. I think you know the more they embrace the share economy and embrace the short-term rental side of things, you know, the better off we'll all be because um, at the end of the day, there's no stopping it, even if we would like or or not. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I so, totally agree. So um, where, let's kind of, I guess we can start wrapping up the show and the episode, but um, really for, you know, what, I really want this episode to be, you know, guided towards the, the audience of people that have been, um, you know, wanting to grow, you know, whether they're five units, 10 units, 100 units, 500 units. Um, you know, what, I guess a quick overview of the, the Legends Academy and then, you know, where can they find information? Um, obviously, I'll link your podcast and all the other stuff into the episode, but uh, just from where can everybody find you? your info, the academy, all that good stuff, and uh, a quick overview of guess, what they could expect you know, from, from such a thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I have free, kind of free resources for people, So right? So there's, there's a page for your pad, which is the book on Amazon. It's the podcast. It's the blog. Um, I've published 309 episodes, I believe. Uh, I recently interviewed somebody who has listened to every single one of them. Um, so if you're if you're starting out as a host, or if you have a couple listings and you you know you're trying to optimize your your business a bit, trying to get some higher occupancy or save some time by using technology or whatnot, um, go ahead and check out getpaidforyourpet.com. There's tons of content on there for free that you can uh, that you can use to your benefit. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter as well. I send out regular emails with all sorts of uh, tips as well so you can do that um you can also if you are interested in expanding right if you are interested in managing multiple units in managing other people's units um that's really where our short-term rental profit academy is for so if that's something that you're interested in then you can check that out at uh, strprofitacademy.com now if you already run a sizable uh business with yeah, you know, twenty at least twenty-five uh, units. Um, you can uh, you can then join one of our STR Legend masterminds. So feel feel free to check that out at uh, strlegends.com. You can see a video from our last event. We're actually doing our next event in Colombia in uh, in gen- end of January. And so these events are really meant for established operators who want to learn from each other, but also essentially make friends with other operators so that they can, in the future, they can keep, you know, adding value uh, to each other uh, by, uh, by discussing challenges that they have and, and, and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, those are the, the, the free places that people can go. And, uh, you know, you can, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at uh, jasper at getpaidforyourpet.com. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. 
We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.